everyone, and welcome to this podcast on living with diabetes and oral health. Oral Health Week is from the 1st to the 7th of August 2022. My name's Jan and I'll be your host today and I'm excited to have Dr V Fan from the Oral Health Committee at the Australian Dental Association Victorian branch with me today. So welcome V. Dr Fan is a general dentist graduating from James Cook University in 2016. She currently owns a private dental practice, Sunshine Family Dental, and is the senior dentist at the Dental Teaching Clinic in the Melbourne Royal Dental Hospital, and also teaches for Trobe Dental Students at Ballarat Health Services. Dr V is passionate about oral health promotion and continuing education, and has recently completed the Diabetes and Oral Health course at the University of Melbourne. So hello V, how are you today? Hi Jan, I'm doing very well, thank you. I'm certainly looking forward to chatting to you about diabetes and oral health and hopefully help some of our listeners today pass on this information to their clients. So as I mentioned, today we'll be discussing the importance of encouraging and promoting oral health in people living with diabetes. So V, I wonder what are some of the oral health conditions commonly seen in people with diabetes? So Jan, people living with diabetes may experience um, these oral health conditions so, or oral conditions periodontal gum disease, tooth decay, fungal infections, so such as thrush, also known as candidiasis, dry mouth. Uh, clients with diabetes may also experience gum abscesses, mouth ulcers, delayed wound healing in the mouth, and taste disturbances. I mean, not everyone with diabetes will necessarily have these conditions, and there are a few things that influence whether these conditions will develop or their severity including blood glucose levels, oral hygiene, diet, medications, or other health conditions. Visiting a dental professional for preventive care can also make a difference as they can help identify, prevent, or manage oral conditions. Thank you for that, V. So what are some of the signs or symptoms and causes of these conditions? So for periodontal gum disease, Jan, um, this is one of the most common oral conditions that people living with diabetes may experience. So if your clients experience any of these symptoms, please encourage them to see their dental professional as soon as possible. Some of these symptoms can be red, swollen, tender, bleeding gums, a persistent discharge or pus coming from the gums, uh, gums that are loose and pull away from the teeth, uh, bad taste or bad breath, a loose teeth, so this can change how the bite feels or may make dentures fit differently, um, or spaces opening up between teeth. Gum disease is caused by inflammation or infection that damages the bone surrounding and supporting the teeth. So this bone actually holds teeth into the jawbone and enables you to chew comfortably. Bacteria and food debris core dental plaque contribute to gum disease also. So if this um, dental plaque is left on the teeth and gums, um, they're hardened to form calculus. So the plaque and calculus then irritate the gums around the teeth so they can become red, swollen and bleed. As gum disease progresses, this also affects the underlying bone, which is eventually lost. In severe cases, teeth can become loose, they may fall out or become sore and even need to be removed. So gum disease is more common and more severe in people with blood glucose levels outside the target range. Um, this is because they generally have lower resistance to infection and reduced ability to heal. So in terms of tooth decay, 
Um, clots diabetes may have increased blood glucose levels and more glucose in their saliva and very dry mouths. So these conditions allow dental plaque to build up on teeth, which can lead to teeth decay and cavities. Tooth decay can sometimes be visible, so if there's a dark spot appearing on a tooth, but this may be hard to see, especially if it's at the back of the mouth or on an inner surface. Sometimes tooth decay can develop between teeth. If tooth decay gets to a more advanced stage, um, it causes sensitivity or even pain if the decay has reached the nerve of the tooth. So with oral fungal infections, so oral thrush um, candidiasis is a fungal infection caused by an overgrowth of the yeast, Candida albicans, which lives in the mouth. Some conditions caused by diabetes, such as high glucose and saliva, a lowered resistance to infection and dry mouth or low saliva levels can encourage the overgrowth of these fungi leading to oral thrush. Oral thrush can be quite uncomfortable. Sometimes uh, ulcerated white or red patches on the skin of the mouth form and people um, should visit a dental professional or doctor for treatment advice especially if it is recurring. So dry mouth, uh, people with diabetes more commonly experience a decrease in saliva production, which can cause a dry feeling within the mouth. This is reported to be more common in people with diabetes complications, in particular diabetic neuropathy. Saliva is important because it helps protect against tooth decay. It has antifungal properties, moistens food to help with swallowing and helps with formation of sounds for speaking. Uh, people with dry mouth may experience thick, frothy, stringy saliva and a rough, dry tongue that may stick against the roof of the mouth. Problems with chewing or swallowing, especially dry foods, bad breath, dry or cracked lips, oral thrush and mouth ulcers. That was a very comprehensive cover. Thank you for that, V. So how can CDEs then help promote good oral health in people living with diabetes? And what are some of the questions we can ask our clients? And finally, what recommendations can we make? So CDEs can certainly help promote good oral health in people living with diabetes, Jan, by making them aware of oral health conditions that they're more likely to experience. Raising awareness and understanding the link between diabetes and conditions such as gum disease, tooth decay and oral fungal infections are the beginning to promoting good oral health and hygiene habits. Questions that CDEs can ask uh, include, when was the last time you went to the dentist? We generally recommend six to 12 monthly dental checkups to ensure that there is no progression of decay, gum disease, and any other oral conditions. It is important to ensure that people with diabetes are aware that they may be at increased risk of these oral conditions and to see a dentist for a checkup, even if they are not experiencing any dental pain or problems. Another question can be, how do you currently take care of your teeth? Inquiring about whether clients are brushing twice a day and flossing daily can be helpful in determining if their oral hygiene habits are optimal or whether they may need more advice on how to implement these as part of their routine. Flossing can be tricky and there are interproximal cleaning aids out there which can also assist with cleaning between teeth and gums. So it's definitely worth recommending that clients chat to their dental professional about how to best maintain their teeth and gums as part of their dental visits. There are also brushing and flossing videos available at the ADA's consumer website, uh, www.teeth.org.au slash pro tips. 
have you noticed your gums bleeding when you do brush is a good question. Uh, bleeding gums can be a sign of gum disease and should prompt an assessment with the dental professional. In the meantime, clients can be encouraged to continue their brushing and flossing. Salt water rinses can also help to remove some plaque and bacteria from teeth and gums, heal inflamed or swollen gums, and although effective, would not cure gum disease. Have you noticed any gaps between your two teeth or loose teeth? These can be signs of more advanced gum disease as bone loss from periodontal conditions can cause teeth to move, drift, become mobile and cause gaps or loose teeth. Lastly, have you experienced a dry mouth, bad taste or smells in your mouth or any other dental problems? So as previously mentioned, people with diabetes are more likely to get a dry mouth, placing them at high risk of tooth decay. Hence, emphasising whether they have noticed this can assist them with understanding the effects diabetes may have on their oral health. Bad taste or smells can be from gum disease, dry mouth or tooth decay. So we recommend visiting a dental professional as soon as possible if they are experiencing any of these signs. CDEs can play such an integral role in raising awareness of these conditions, promoting good oral hygiene habits and regular dental checkups for clients living with diabetes. So just looking at a slightly different tack, what are some of the barriers? For example, I understand there can be long waits at dental clinics. I'm just wondering how we can ensure all clients who need an oral health specialist are able to see one in a timely manner. Sure, Jan. There are certainly a few barriers that prevent people from accessing dental care. Some of these be cost and wait times. So people eligible for public dental care can access low-cost dental treatment subsidised by the government. But the main challenge is that it can take some time to get in if the waiting list at the local public agency is long and there may be additional delays if they need follow-up treatment. Some public agencies do issue vouchers for treatment at private clinics though. Um, Out-of-pocket costs for dental treatment at private practice practices can be high with that Medicare funding or if the client doesn't have private health insurance, extras or dental cover. A fear, some people may have dental anxiety and phobia, which prevents them from going to the dentist. It can be because they've had a bad experience or they didn't enjoy it in the past or they don't like the experience of laying back in a dental chair and having treatment performed in their mouth. There are strategies to deal with this, however, and clients can speak to their dental professional about their concerns. We also have a consumer resource on the Victoria Government's Better Health Channel website um, titled Dental Anxiety and Phobia. It's another barrier be um, people who are unable to prioritise dental care. So some people may not prioritise dental care because they have other health conditions to manage and it can get overwhelming. Uh, dental care and oral health is sometimes viewed separately to general health and this can also create barriers. Uh, sometimes people might not keep up with their preventive care and wait until a condition they're experiencing gets much worse and then becomes an urgent issue. Ideally, your clients will have one public health agency or private dentist that they have established a relationship with. Continuity of care is so important for everyone, especially for people with health conditions. Um, visiting their dental professional for regular preventive care is so important. Someone with periodontal disease may need to have professional teeth cleaning more often than that to manage the conditions and more regularly than maybe every 6 to 12 months. And their dental professional can let them know how often they require treatment. Keeping up with preventive care can help prevent problems down the track or catch them early on before they become painful or require extensive treatment. 
If your clients don't have a regular dental professional, they can find a private dentist at findadentist.adavb.org or even check their eligibility for public care and find a public agency at dhsv.org.au. Thank you for that very comprehensive coverage once again, and thank you. I'm just wondering, how can these conditions be treated? And are all people living with diabetes at greater risk, or is it related to blood glucose levels above their target range? So many of these conditions can actually be managed or treated. So by maintaining blood glucose levels in the target range, brushing twice a day with fluoride toothpaste, and cleaning gums once a day with floss uh, for small gaps or interdental brushes for larger gaps. So um, ensure you advise uh, clients to be gentle when brushing over the gums where they meet the teeth as brushing them too hard can actually cause some tooth and gum loss. Uh, visiting a dental professional pro for preventive care every 6 to 12 months or at the interval recommended for that particular person by the dental professional, uh, maintaining a healthy diet, so taking into account the energy intake needs for managing diabetes also, uh, getting oral health conditions checked out by a dental professional and doctor and work on a treatment plan. Pharmacists can also help with over-the-counter products. Treating gum disease with professional teeth cleaning helps to improve blood glucose levels in people living with diabetes and people with blood glucose levels in the target range respond very well to dental treatment. Most of the conditions that we talked about earlier can be managed by following these steps where possible. Uh, blood glucose levels outside the target range is implicated in these conditions, so it's really important to aim for levels in the target range for good oral and general health. Thank you once again for that. So when should CDEs discuss oral health and when do you believe CDEs should discuss preventative care? It'd be ideal for CDEs to discuss oral health as part of the first session with clients if possible and then review whether any changes have been made or oral health conditions have been noticed in follow-up sessions. It is also important just to check in whether or not clients have started seeing a dental professional if they weren't already. Preventive care can be discussed during the first session as part of oral health education in any follow-up sessions or when initiated by clients. For example, if clients are asking about how they can take care of their teeth and gums, oral health should always be incorporated into discussions about a client's overall health. Okay, so is there anything else that you'd like to communicate to our listeners today? I'd like to communicate that diabetes educators play such an important role in supporting people living with diabetes and helping them to navigate their healthcare needs. Oral health promotion by diabetes educators can enhance this level of care and connect clients with information and services to help keep the oral health and diabetes management on track. I'd also like to mention that the Australian Dental Association's Dental Health Week is on from the 1st to 7th of August 2022. This is an annual campaign that promotes how important it is to keep your teeth and gums healthy for life. This year's tagline is love your teeth and the key messages are brush your teeth twice a day with fluoride toothpaste, clean between your teeth daily using floss or interdental brushes, eat a healthy, balanced diet, visit the dentist regularly for checkups and preventive care. If your members do want to get involved in promoting this great campaign, resources are available at teeth.org.au, a national consumer website. Dietary messages can be tailored to your client's needs. There are also some diabetes and oral health consumer resources on teeth.org.au, the Victorian Better Health Channel website and the Diabetes Australia website. If you have any questions or would like to get in touch with us, please do reach out and email us at advocacy at adavb.org. 
Well, once again, V, thank you so much for your time today. And it's really been great to talk to you. And thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. To obtain CPD credit for the podcast, please go to the ADEA Learning Management System at learning.adea.com.au and complete a feedback evaluation. And just another mention that um, V has mentioned a number of contact points throughout this talk today. And again, those will be included on the uh, learning system. So please go there for further details. So until next time, goodbye to you, V. Thank you. And to, that, to the listeners. Thank you, Jan. Thanks for having me.